2: Okay. Okay. Morning, Wayne. Morning, Keisha. Yo. We will see you, Mr. Wayne, right here at this desk two hours from now at 1130 Eastern, as always, on Fridays. And do Wayne and I and Keyshawn and Michael have a lot to talk about after what happened to Wayne last night at the Laker game here in L.A.? Wayne tweeted that he got treated like S.H., by that arena staff at Crypto.com Arena. Maybe because of what he said earlier this season right here on Undisputed about Anthony Davis that he wanted AD traded or who knows, maybe for other reasons involving LeBron and me, who knows. Whatever the case, do not miss Lil Wayne at 11.30 Eastern here on Undisputed because I'm pretty sure he will unleash and unload on the Lakers. We'll get to what happened in that game in just a few minutes here on the show. Lakers barely survived the NBA's worst team, the Wizards, in a wild overtime finish. Who knew? But right now, it is time to talk NFL with Michael Urban and Keyshawn Johnson. Welcome back,
3: Michael. We have missed you. And I have missed you guys, man. You guys <laughs> look great. First day back on vacation earlier. Man, I was like, look at, Skip, look at, I heard you tell Keith. Keith he looked like he look had a tan. And he was glowing. He just looked great. He just he looked great. He was glowing. He just lit the screen He was up. glowing. And yeah. he had a fresh hairdo. He just looked good. I was
2: like,
1: he is glowing. Man, when you go through 20, well, what, what is it, from the beginning to the end, 24 weeks of football talk? Yeah. So? Whatever it was. You, yeah, that's a lot. lot. You, it's like a, a president <laughs> taking over. He looks one way by the end of his that's term. True. He looks a different he way. A different That's, way. that's, that's how well, it, that's it is. Good,
2: good point. Very good point. All right. Let's talk National Football League. Let's talk Caleb Williams. Yesterday, Keyshawn and I dived deep into rising concern around the NFL that his father is a little too involved in his football future. Now comes news from Jonathan Jones of CBS that Caleb is now believed to be the first combine invitee to decline medical exams with teams, although Caleb just spoke just a few minutes ago. And he now says, if I have this straight, that he will allow himself to be examined by the teams that he chooses to meet with, but Caleb has already refused to sign off on sharing his medical records with teams, so let's sum all this up. You got Bears GM Ryan Poles has this great but scary opportunity to make or break the Bears' future. He could trade Justin Fields and draft Caleb with that first overall pick. He could keep Justin Fields and draft Ohio State wide receiver Marvin Harrison Jr. with that first pick, as Keyshawn says he should. Once upon a time, Keyshawn went first overall to the Jets in 1996. Or Ryan Poles could maximize his draft impact by trading Justin Fields and trading the number one overall pick, and I don't know, maybe wind up taking Michigan quarterback J.J. McCarthy as the fourth quarterback off the board, while utilizing multiple other first and second round picks. So, Michael Irvin, would you please Weigh way in on this, given this new information on Caleb. Would you go ahead and pick him number one overall?
3: Immediately. Yes, I would. I would pick him number one overall. But that, that you and Keyshawn have been running back and forth about that that, that thing that comes along with him called dad. Yeah, that's going to be something right there. Yep. You can tell right now he he's going. And I, and I was so funny because I was reading the article and he was talking about, hey, you know, he's guided Caleb's career all along. He's been here, and, and that's great. He has been here, and he and, and God bless him, and we, we appreciate that because we appreciate any father in his kids' life, yep. especially with the rap that that African American fathers get. So so let's just say that. But but but. He said he guided his career. I'm like, I don't remember. I, I, boy, I, I don't remember seeing you throw a pass. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's where that that was that kid. But but refusing a medical is, it, it is this is a strange one. This is a strange one because really what you want to try to do is say, I want to get the medical out the way. Caleb's never had really any injuries and anything. You want to no. get out the way so you don't have everywhere you go to have people poking all on you and trying to find out if everything's okay. So, so I, I just think that's that's kind of strange that you don't want to do the medical. I, 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 you know, we'll talk about this later. I think it's strange that now guys don't even ever want to compete. I wanna, I wish I could have gone to the combine to compete. I just want to compete against the other guys that are supposed to be great or the guys that I'm going to be drafted against just to be on the same field with them. But yeah, th- this is a strange thing and you better believe this may have something to do with old dad. When I say I'm just not doing the medical.
1: Okay. There's been some guys that have missed certain parts of the medical exam at the combine. There, there has. I mean, you know, Whatever the case may be, they couldn't do it, whatever. When you go through a medical exam at the combine, Skip and Michael, as you both know, you've been through it, I've been through it, Skip has covered it. You don't visit 32 different doctors and 32 different teams. You, that's not what happens. It's a, It's. a. Right. They got your charts, and they're looking at every single thing, and then there's main doctors that are in the room that is doing all the examinations, and they pass that information on to the 32 teams. When you do what they call a visit, which is like a a home visit, you get X amount – teams get X amount of players that they get to bring in, Skip, every single year to their facilities to have dinner, to see them. You know, they get a day and a half with you or whatever. You get to tour the facilities. They get to – Now, examine you, and what Caleb just said recently here at the Combine at his press conference is that he will only, as you said, Skip, allow the teams that he visits to do the medical diagnosis on him, which I'm fine with. I'm okay with that. I have no problem, no issue at all whatsoever with that premise. Okay. Now, here's the problem that you have, though. What if... The New Orleans Saints sitting at 14 says, we're going to pull a Mike Ditka and we're going to go up and we want to get Caleb Williams. But we don't want to use one of our 32 visits to bring him in. They don't get an opportunity to get that information now because he didn't give it to them at the combine. You following me? What if the New York Giants decide sitting at six That they want to do the same thing, but they didn't, they also want to bring in other people. So you put them in a bad situation on decisions on making who, making a decision on who would come in for those visits. And I don't like that part of it, but I don't have a problem with him saying to the Combine, I don't want to do it because I don't want to really waste my time messing around with the Miami Dolphins and I know they're not taking me at the quarterback position. I would be hypocritical to but, sit here but, as a player
3: but, that has done but similar But, that's th- why not – you don't want to waste your time. Why not do it the one time at the Combine? and share that information. You well, see, that's no,
1: But that it didn't be done y- y- Yes, that, it, but I'm okay with him not doing it. You're right, Michael. If he did it at the combine, everybody can get it. But what happens in right. these situations when everybody gets it, you know what I know, and Skip knows to a degree, they start playing with you now. Now it's the, he's this type of person to see if his, if see where his stock starts to move around. They start putting bad information out there. This is what teams do now. They start playing games. So I understand that caution. But now you, it, it digs a little bit deeper for me. Does he really want to go to Chicago? Does he really want to go to Washington? Is he trying to manipulate his draft positioning by saying, I don't want to do this, well, I don't do that. So people start to say, I don't want to draft him. I'm going to take him off the board. And he starts to slide. That's a bad move because you're losing millions and millions of dollars, Skip, from the first pick in the draft at 38.5 million dollars guaranteed money with the Bears, they got they need a quarterback at one. The Commanders need one at two at 36 million. Right. Number three, the Patriots. Then you jump all the way to number eight right. with the Falcons that need a quarterback. So from three to eight, 35 million at three, twenty-two at eight, Skip. Mm. And then if you fall even further, yep. 13, 17 million, 20, the Steelers
3: at 14 million, and all the way at the bottom at 32. That's educational, Keyshawn, but he's not going down there. That's, that's I, educational I for the audience. No, I understand. But it's there's nothing, it's not, nothing he needs to know. I he's understand. not going anywhere. I understand. He's going to be right off the board.
1: But, but, if, you, but if you fall from one with Jaden Daniels getting this momentum, yeah. and you move from one, and then all of a sudden... Washington decides that they want to do something different at two, and then you pass the you pass the New England at three, and New England says, "Well, we gonna stick with Mac Jones, or we gonna bring in Kirk Cousins." You gotta be careful messing around. That's all I'm saying. No.
3: Just gotta stop, be careful. Stop, stop, stop. Skip. No, ain't skip no, skip no before stop. Before you go, skip, 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 before go. skip. Before you, before you. <sighs> Let me tell you why that is. Well, you know that's absolutely. Are never going to happen. Because That's not true. Of what you're seeing right now. What what are you seeing right now with Patrick Mahomes and that kind of talent, that kind of player and, and people are throw the way he moves and the way he plays and throws out a name like that. And in no way can Chicago pass on this kind of player with the Trubisky thing hanging over their heads. Already. There's no way, you know what I mean? So, so there's no way he can do anything that would drop him way down to that 12, 13, 14 slot. So what's talking about it, that's a moot point. No, it's not, it's not that he's gonna drop
1: there. It's you're not giving those teams an opportunity to see who you right. are from a medical standpoint. So they may feel a certain way to go up and get you. The the league is the league is weird, man, on how they draft people.
2: All right. Let's talk about the big picture concept of I Mm -hmm. don't want to give you my medical records. And I really don't want to let any of you examine me, but I'll give in and maybe a few of you that I talk to. I'll let your doctors take a quick look at me. This smacks of. Coming from dad, this smacks of what Keyshawn and I talked and talked and talked about yesterday and maybe the last three days here on the show that father thinks son is so special. And I think he's pretty special, but he thinks he's so special that he can change the rules. This is what you and I talked about, Keyshawn, yesterday, where he wants to change collective bargaining rules and make it different for his son, because his son's just way better than anybody who's ever come down the combine pike before. And his son wants a piece of the action. He actually wants to own a piece of the team that he is selected by in the draft. Well, that's against the collective bargaining rules. And what was the other nuance of this? He he wanted something else yesterday, right? There was something. Whatever. But the point is, as you guys know, as well as anybody who ever came down the pike, this game you play is a really violent game. And there are a whole lot of dollars invested and often blown at the top of the draft because you have to know, exactly what the player is medically because you're going to get hurt. It's not, it's not a matter of right. if, it's when you're going to get hurt because everybody's going to get hurt. And you need to know exactly how hurt you got playing college football for whatever you played, for three years, whatever, whatever it was. And to my knowledge, Caleb has had no surgeries. You might know this better, Nike, Shum, but I don't know of don't any know. surgeries. I don't know of any surgeries. Okay, I know of right. hamstring because we're going back two years ago when he won the Heisman, remember, against Utah in the championship game. The Pac-12. He, he better. tweaked he his hand, but, but he was dragging it all he over continued, the field. Yeah, he continued he, he to fought fight. through it. He fought through it. And he actually played pretty well, but they lost another shootout because you play no he, and defense. Then he got healthy, right. and he played against Tulane in the in he, the bowl he, game. He, he did. So, to my knowledge, and I yeah. watched him very carefully at Oklahoma and USC, I don't think he's had anything major, but. When when you say no you can't see my medical records the red flags just fly everywhere yeah, cuz people are saying what are you trying to hide here is there something my, we don't my, know That's my point Michael. did you did you hurt yeah, yourself yeah. in an off-season workout that we don't know about are we going to buy a bill of goods here are we going to draft you with the first overall picking and, and commit that much money in future to you and we're going to find out you've got this or that and we didn't know about it mm-hmm. well that's just fair as fair it's part of the deal that you because of the game you play and the contact involved, you, you have to declare yourself medically. You have to be an open book medically and say, this is what I am and what I'm not, and it's for all to see. Everybody should be able to see it, because that smacks of that that you, you're you not sure about yourself, right? So I I, I don't like it, I, I and uh, I no, think I, it's— I, yeah. I, I, no, no, I don't. And, not- and
3: Key, I, understand. I, I do understand what you were saying, too, because as, as we were talking about it, I was thinking about this. Now— I, because it, it, is dad this shrewd enough to see and say well Patrick Mahome's having such success because he fell in the draft you know and and, and is he trying yeah. to get one of those teams or some other those uh, one of those other teams like you talked about key to try to come on let's talk to us about moving up so you we can get him a better position because he's already talked about not going to we're not wanting to go to a bad organization and You know, maybe he's trying to get out of Chicago. I just find that interesting. But here's here's the
1: way, look, if you don't want to play in Chicago and you want to play somewhere else, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. We've seen Johnny always say, I'm not playing in Baltimore. I'm going to go to the Yankees. And then he was moved to Denver. He went on to have a Hall of Fame career. We watched the Manning say, hey, I don't want to play for the Spanos in San Diego. They don't treat guys a certain way. My I want to be the New York Yorker, the bright lights. They've swapped, boom, Phillip Rivers. He's now the Giant. I, I understand all that. That's fine. The only thing that I'm saying in this situation is when you try to manipulate the position at the top at the draft, just beware that those general managers and those owners think differently than you as a pseudo-agent and as a player. They just think different. When you start to try to dictate to them, no matter how good you are, because this isn't uh, Andrew Luck and then everybody else. This is not... Peyton Manning, and then everybody else at the top of the draft at the quarterback position. This is not
2: one of those. Although this before is, those drafts, that, that would not help it was viewed. But go ahead. I, I understand. Yeah, I'm, just, yeah. I'm
1: just saying a top guy and yeah, then somebody okay. else. Because Peyton Manning and Ryan Leaf was right there. Bill Polian had to sleep on it before he made his decision. And, and, and I understand RG3
2: that. was a hot commodity. I, I, I understand. Go I ahead. Understand. Go ahead.
1: But what I'm saying, though, Skip, is Jaden Daniels, by many – He is. It's right in his hip pocket like this. No doubt. And the more that they keep watching the film, and the more that Jaden Daniels takes the medical, and the more that Jaden Daniels do this, and do the interviews, and do the right stuff, his mother is essentially running his show. He got an agent, but his mom's running the show. Don't
2: you go back with them away? Wait, I'm I'm giving it to you now, Skip.
1: But you don't hear anything about her. Right, You don't hear anything right. about her. So it's a little bit different on how these people that run these organizations want to deal with you. I'm okay with I'm Carl, with as I you. said yesterday. Right. Being a I'm helicopter dad, I'm fine with right. that. But you only go, you only can go so far, man. Only so, so if far. I'm Chicago, and right. I'm, if I'm Chicago, I'm looking at this. I don't know if I'm not holding on to Justin Fields because I like Justin Fields. And I can need to build my team, and I can get a haul for that number one overall pick. As long as I, with my eye on Marvin Harrison Jr., stay in that sweet spot and not let Arizona leapfrog me to get him sitting at four because the Patriots aren't taking him at three, and right. Washington's not taking him at two. So I still need okay. to stay somewhere. So if Washington wants so, Caleb, I can now right. flop with them, get, some, get a one, get some of this, and build my team. Justin Fields
3: is good, man. I don't so, understand. Okay, so, so, so let me let me, ask, let me ask this key. So you are not telling me you're taking Justin Fields over Caleb Williams. You're telling me you're taking Justin Fields so you don't deal with Caleb Williams dad. Cuz the so the question well, should be should the question should the question be is Caleb Williams dad, can he cost him the first pick overall? No. No, no. no, at talk. All. Now, now, and I don't mind you talking about an organization, but when you start, let me just say, when you start thinking you can control them 32 real bosses, them 32 real bosses. <sighs> that's mm, what I just mm. said, Michael. They're they not going put, to allow you right, to right, do right, that, Skip. Well, Right right no. when Skip said I'm talking about when Skip said we won't part ownership and all that, boy hey 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 yo, mm. hey listen listen mm. now we're, we're, you're saying things getting out of hand right there I always said I don't want them to get mad at me they the mob they the boss of the underworld but them 32 owners are the boss of the real world, the yeah. whole real world. Y'all can stop playing as we know it here in America. So, I, yeah, that's the question. Is Caleb Williams' dad and all the talking uh, going to cost so, him that first uh, bit? So, Michael,
2: here's my question about this week on this show, and you just joined us for the first time today, but it has surprised me that Keyshawn is now off Caleb Williams because the first Has time— I, Have I really ever been on him? Yeah. The, the first time we met back in August, it seemed like you were pretty pro-Caleb. I mean, he's coming off the Heisman and— I'm pro-Caleb. Yeah, you now, know him. You've been around him. I like him. Yeah, but you, I also, like him. Okay? But I also,
1: okay. Skip, know the process, as right. I said to you many times. Yeah. I know the process. It,
2: at the start of the season— a guy who's projected at one is not necessarily no, going to no, be okay. one. Well, that's fine. Well, I've told you I got yeah. two reservations. I think he's not much more than six feet tall, but he is built stout. His lower body is. Somebody told is, me
1: yesterday. Yep. It was so funny you just okay. said that. Somebody walked past him in the at the hotel. Yep. And they asked me. I said, I told him, I said he might be. Five eleven and a half, six feet. He said, man, that dude ain't no taller than 5'10". I said, you're lying. Really? He said, man, really? he ain't no taller than 5'10". Ooh. I was like, no.
3: Okay. Yeah, no. And, 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 you know, so funny, man, because I, you know, when we talking about this and I got to go do the combine tomorrow, I reach out. To my guys, my quarterbacks, you know, guys like Dan, Dan Oloski. And I say, man, give me some some information on what you see when you're looking at these quarterbacks. Who does he remind you of? And we're talking about Caleb Williams. I know everybody throws out Patrick Mahomes. But even Dan, Dan kind of talks about the tour, his accuracy. uh, and, And he's a little more athletic. He's more athletic. Than, than that, but but you know it's so hard when you start talking about somebody up here with Patrick Mahomes because what we see Patrick Mahomes, but I think his ceiling, his ceiling is more close to a Patrick Mahomes it, type it, it, I talent. agree. And, I and, agree. And and, yeah. and and in that case, in that case, stop the presses. I see what that dude's doing with that talent. I got to try to no matter what. I got to take yeah. that talent.
2: Yeah, Keyshawn, as we talked about. The problem with Caleb at USC is he plays so outside the structure of the offense. 75% is off schedule. Off schedule. And I got you on that. But this is a very special playmaker. He was from the day he stepped on the field against Texas for Oklahoma. Skip, I understand he is a special playmaker. I've
1: watched him up close, whether it was in practice or in games. I've talked to the coaches multiple times about times. But here's what I'm going to say, and I'm going to end with this. I'm going to end with this. They fired an offensive staff in Chicago. Think about that. The entire staff gone. Right. They bring in a See, new that, staff. Right. A new staff, and they go draft a young quarterback and bring in an entirely new offensive staff. What are the chances that that team is going to go to the playoffs or have major success beyond what they just did with Justin Fields? My forecast is that entire staff will be fired in a year. Now you're going to start Caleb Williams all over again with a whole new coaching staff and an old, yeah. a, a second offensive coordinating staff in his second year yeah. in Chicago. He'll be in the same damn situation that Justin Fields has been in, going on his third offensive coordinator and his second head coach. Right. Do you
2: want that if you're Caleb Williams? All right. We will get back to all of the now above a little like later dad. in the show. Yeah, you thank you my All right, we got to run. We got to talk about the Lakers last night here in LA. I got a question for you, Laker fans, and for you, Keyshawn Johnson. Were you encouraged or discouraged by what you saw late last night?
0: Getting ready to take on spring.
2: Last night here in Los Angeles, the Lakers played back-to-back against the team tied for the worst NBA record, the Wizards. LeBron did play. Way to go, LeBron, after leading that comeback the night before from 21 down in the fourth quarter against the Clippers. Yet the Lakers barely survived the Wizards in a wild finish in overtime. So, Keyshawn, lifelong Laker fan that you are. Encouraged or discouraged by what you saw last night?
1: Could it be? A, I don't really. I'm happy they won. I'm not encouraged or discouraged all right. at all. I'm just happy that they won in this situation. Did you Like what you saw? Did you not like it? Did you... I, I would say, Skip, that um, I like the fact that LeBron played because we went, you know, back and forth to try to figure out whether or not he was. He gave us 30. And you points. were doubtful he would. Yeah, because he, he, he played so damn hard the yeah, night before. He but did. you know, right. it, 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 you just would figure we could get it. Through this, but as he said once before, you could win or you could lose depending on how you play. Yeah, they could beat any team or they could lose any team. And in this situation, it almost looked like we were getting ready to lose to any team. And just watching him on the floor, being able to play and understand we can't lose this game, and then Anthony Davis, just you know, all I could do is say, no matter who the opponent was, to, to be able to get 40 points and attempt no threes at all is amazing. That yeah. means to me that you had your butt inside that box the majority of the time around the around the inside, not out on the perimeter trying to play guard and yeah. shooting threes. Zero attempts. So when I look at that, I say to myself, okay, mm. and then you also look at Austin Reeves who chipped in, played pretty hard, pretty well. He did. Down the stretch, especially. I just, I look at it, I say, okay, it's another W. Mm. Now, let's just see if we can keep Piling them on. Now it gets tough. We got these Minnesotas and these Phoenixes coming up. Mm-hmm. And, and Wait, t- you didn't mention Denver. You got Denver, Denver on Saturday no, night. Denver,
3: right. all no, of these
1: teams right. coming up. Now we're only, we're sitting at the ninth spot. Yeah. We're only about between nine and five. I think we're about four games mm-hmm. out of that space. So we can now kind of gauge it and say to ourselves, we need to play a certain way to be able to get into a sweeter spot come postseason time down the stretch. And I think that that part is encouraging for me. Not the fact that they won in overtime against the Wizards. It's like, okay, you won the game. You played hard the night before. I didn't expect for you to win by nine points, and neither did you, Skip. Yeah. Uh, Was it nine and a half? Nine and a half. I I told you I I would take
2: those points and run with Washington, and that was the right way to go. How much did you win? I didn't bet on it. I just bet my pride against you as usual and, and against, win LeBron. Every time. Yeah, against LeBron. Go, Michael, your and thoughts, please.
3: Say, in <sighs> against LeBron. Let me, let me tell you what, what, and I will answer the question. I, I think, Key, you should be encouraged. I mean, when you think about what you saw the other night, and I'm glad I get an opportunity to talk about what I saw the other night that, that, that emotional win. By the king and the way the king played that game. You, in football, we talk about when you get an emotional win like that, a week later, the team still is not really down from that emotional win, and it affects the way they play. There's a study that showed that. There's studies out there. I can only imagine what it's like in basketball. That kind of a win, mm-hmm. the night before, I wasn't here. I didn't get a chance to talk about it, but I'm glad I get a chance to talk about it because I'm sitting at home and I'm watching this game. And I don't know if y'all see it the way I see it, but I saw what a great battle. They were talking about this the last time. They're sharing this building. They're sharing the building. And the last time they will be playing while sharing the building. That means you know the Clippers will move on. Somebody got no Clippers. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, yes, I, yes, it was. This, this was this, was, this was bigger than that. This was bigger than that. Because let me tell you what they do care about. LeBron James is the king. This I saw like the last supper. In no way— with, with, oh, with, with the Clippers up like that, Jesus. and the King having his last Stop. supper, the last game yeah. right here, he <laughs> said, "No, I can't let the Clippers come in my house and take my last supper." Lord, no, that's, that's not how On it's written in scripture. So the King took over in the fourth quarter, 11-45 left, put up nineteen points, yeah. five, five three pointers. That's not even how he wins games. But I believe a win like this <laughs> with the Lakers is the kind of win that propels you. This mm. propels you. You, LeBron to come back and play like this the next night and do what he did when Key, you thought he should be resting. This tells everybody, this man well, is I so didn't, committed. I didn't think if his old man can I get up here he and do it, be so
1: can you. What's I, that? Did, I, I did not think... Think that he was going. I thought he should. I mean, I thought I, I I said, hey, they most can take likely, care of business
3: with him resting.
1: Yes, that he would that most likely he would right. rest up because this is the team that's tied with the worst record in the National Basketball Association. And amen to you right. too, Preacher Michael.
2: Preacher Michael. Yeah, um,
3: but, but but he's trying to tell them what we have to do running now down the street. There is no break. <laughs> There, there's not even a break for me, so how do—I uh, almost said something. You know there can't be a break for you guys. Let's just go. And I heard D. Russell after the game talking about how tired they were, but but they had to pull it together and yeah. win that game. That's why I say you should be encouraged. They will see some more of those games.
2: By the way, Michael, maybe you were eating the last of your supper and you missed the last five <laughs> minutes of the Clippers game the night before, but— LeBron didn't score for the last 438 of that game he missed the dagger three that would have ended it then he missed the dagger runner that would have ended it and (laughs) then it went down would you believe the Lakers almost blew a six-point lead in the last minute and it went down to Kawhi getting a shot on LeBron LeBron played okay defense it wasn't suffocating defense and I've never seen Kawhi gag a shot like that. But that was the night before. But I, I had to address that. All right. Let's address what happened last night, because speaking of so damn tired as LeBron was down the stretch of regulation, something happened. I have never seen happen in LeBron's career because with 326 left in, the, in a very tight, teeter totter game, back and forth, back and forth. LeBron got so gassed last night, he took himself out of the game. I don't think I've ever seen that before. If we could see, I, I think we have a shot of him on the sideline, he, at, at, on the bench. He just said, I, I just can't go. God bless him. He's human. And he took himself out of the game at 3.26. He did not return until 1.11 was left in the game. And now they're down two. And if we could see what happens, with 34 seconds left, yeah. God bless LeBron because he put his head down and drove it instead of jacking up right. another three. And he drives it on Bagley, but he was so gassed, so out of gas, if we could see what happened. He the, blocked the, the shot. No, he didn't just block his shot. I have never seen LeBron get blocked. He didn't have the legs the do, dude skipped. Do we not just play sorry, do nine we not have quarters? This? In two days. Okay, so he goes up against Bagley, I guess we don't... Would you say, Nick, we don't have it? You don't need to have it. I'm telling you what happened. It's to the right uh, side. He okay. goes up to do... I, I mean, it, it, it didn't on, get man. blocked. It got he, he it, it got <laughs> eaten alive. And, and it, Skip, here he it is. Finally, legs, here we go. Here we man. go. Here's LeBron. And he goes up on Bagley and he's got nowhere to go and, and <clears> gets... <throat> Just absolutely annihilated block. What's the point? Why are you trying to show this? Because now it's an out-of-bounds play, and LeBron, let's see the inbounds pass. He throws an inbounds pass that's enough. Okay, we got this. We got this. Okay. Now he throws an inbounds pass that... Well, what do we? Here we go. Here we go. Inbounds pass, and it's it, it, it should have been a turnover. And guess who saves the day again? The guy you don't like, the guy you don't buy. Austin Reeves saves the day, I didn't say, takes I the like ball, ball like and look Reeves. at this. Austin yes, Reeves the makes a the, shot the, over, over Bagley. us a nice oh Euro Saved your the, the night. All, and he's he part saved of the, the night because he's happens. the closer. He's when the you, guy who needs you the you ball in his hands. He is the closer. I'm your teammate on this show. That's the shot of the night right there. He he goes and gets what should have been a turnover and saves that and makes that shot and then all of a sudden oh you're you're okay. To, you tied. and then Jordan Poole gets a shot and I'm gonna give LeBron some credit here. If we'd see Jordan Poole shot at the end of regulation, yeah, he
1: put his hand up, got out there, LeBron made LeBron got out shot. there. Yeah. he got out there. He got this out there. LeBron made him, altered, him. He made him He
2: made him go back and forth mm. and he airballed it because he got nothing but backboard. Okay, so now I'm gonna give LeBron some big love because this is the middle of overtime. It starts off with the sequence in which I think we have the whole sequence. LeBron does commit a turnover because Kyle Kuzma steals this oh, pass. Come on, not, a, not a good idea. And look what LeBron does. He does not give up on the play. And another classic chase down block on Jordan Poole. The ball is loose. LeBron's the ball age. is He's loose. He's not gonna give up on the play. The ball play. is loose, the ball is loose, and now it's, it's Kuzma. Nope. And guess what's about to happen? Here we go. They're down three at this point, and LeBron says, yeah, I'm tired. You're getting ready to pull it. My legs are a little shaky, but I'm going to rip this one, and he rips it. Way to go. Boom. Okay, now the game is tied, and now we got LeBron at the free throw line with 128 left. Maybe your legs are a little shaky. This is the second free throw. This is to ice it because you're up three. You're up three. You need this one to go up four with 34 seconds left. Whoops. And here we go, and we're coming the other direction now. And guess what's about to happen? Austin Reeves is about to happen again because Jordan Poole is hot. Jordan Poole is a hot hand. He is killing them, and watch what Austin Reeves does. Here's Austin Reeves. He goes up, and guess what? He blocks Jordan Poole's shot. Okay. He, people okay. say he can't defend; he's a liability. He blocked their okay. best shooter's shot. That's. Was, uh, was that not a game saver at that point? Woo, woo! Woo! No way one to go. ever saying that the man can't play basketball. Okay. Well, so that that was. You unbelievable. No, man. no, I'm unbelievable I'm because I'm the <laughs> only one who actually crazy. watched the game carefully. It sounds like. All right, so then we come down, and LeBron's got another chance to go dagger, and he drives the ball in and sure. takes like an eight-foot runner. Here's LeBron. Eight-foot runner. Nope, nope. And guess who gets the offensive rebound? That's
1: his the, damn that's job. The, the closer
2: gets it. Austin that's a, Reed. That's his job. He's a teammate. Way to go, Austin Reed. You want Reed. LeBron to do everything? Come on now, man. All right, way to go. You want LeBron and, to do everything. Then the ball goes to – here's LeBron. The ball that's the actually, runner again. Yeah, that's the runner again. And the ball gets swung to AD, who looks like he's got some kind of layup or dunk. And and I'm thinking, this is it. Now the game's going to be over. Nice pass from Austin Reeves. He Nobody's it. saying that Austin Reeves didn't make a nice pass It fell off AD's great foot. Great feed, and he dribbles it off his own foot. That, and I'm that. like, no! And now guess what? They're going to get one last shot at it by Kyle Kuzma, your ex-Laker. Where is he now? He's with the Wizards. And Kyle Kuzma actually gets a good look over Rui, and I thought for a second this was going in, but it lipped. And you survived by three points. You're
1: showing all the highlights on Austin Reeves. and I told you when we first started this segment, Austin played well down the stretch. What you want want me to do? You want me to give him a ten-year deal for eight hundred million dollars because he played well you in the second half of the game? You have questioned
2: his credibility you multiple not, times no one, on this show. no one show, has questioned
1: his credibility. And all of a sudden, every time needed,
2: I look up, he's making the closer plays for this team. If we can get better, mm. in hustle
1: mm. better, the hustle play. If we could have gotten better,
2: if we could have gotten better,
1: it put some package together that included Austin Reeves to make us better by
2: Austin Reeves Mm-mm. that's that's no he can play what do you mean no he can play for team no USA you know he those can't t- play. Steve Kerr loved him for team USA and utilized him often i can't talk in to you. closer situations. no one's ever said he can't he play. Can play he can play it's no why one, you have a chance no to win the west you've got Austin Reeves remember what he did against denver in the conference finals in the fourth quarters he made seven of eight threes in the fourth quarters against Denver. And by the way, you've lost seven straight games hey, now against Denver. You do realize he was over for 2 you last night be. shooting threes. Yeah. He uh, was over for 2 yeah, shooting threes last night. I just showed you down the stretch. But but I, I don't awesome. care. He was, I'm just on boom, you, he was
1: 0 for boom, 2 boom, shooting boom. threes last night. Yeah. No one's uh, discrediting a young man. He played. He stepped right. up. It was gritty. It was mm. guts. All of those right. things coming right. off a second night. Mm. But you want to make it seem like with your little yeah. slick highlights yeah. that LeBron James right. almost hey. lost the game yeah. and Austin Reeves came out of the sky yeah. and saved the you day know, for the when, Los when Angeles Lakers. gritty stop.
2: and guts, those sound like buzzwords to just sort of dismiss somebody as an overachiever. Man, Am I'm talking to right? you.
3: Am I right? Man, you got to oh, stop, man. man. Sounds like oh, buzzwords. Skip, skip. Gr- gritty and, and with guts. Code. He's picking up all the loose balls. That's yeah. what he, yes. he said. He, he he's running Making around. All the big he's shots. in the area where all the where everything's coming. You know, and, and really he out-hustled <laughs> those guys. He out-hustled those guys. Mm-hmm. So I wish you, I was I, at Chikado having
1: print. a conversation mm-hmm. with you, because then I could just curse you, you out could, like you I would. want to, and and, <laughs> and, it's like, and I could curse back. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, but you yeah. say stuff that yeah. make. Words stay stuck on my tongue that mm-hmm. I want to use, mm-hmm. and I know I can't use. You know I'm right. <laughs> it, it's okay. It's that's not that okay. you're right or wrong, Skip. No, it's you're that you're you trying to right. put an emphasis on something that's no, not I'm, there. I just showed you what happened. You you try to put an emphasis on something that's not there. Oh, it's all there. I just showed you the tape. That tape it. doesn't lie. Coach, that's his job. His job is to pick up his teammates when they're not doing great. That's LeBron's job. That's Mm -hmm. AD's job. That's Russ's job. Mm -hmm. That's Rui's job. That's Mm -hmm. whoever comes off the bench's job when your teammates aren't doing the things that they need to somebody else. That's why it's called a role player. Play your damn role. He's not a role player. Okay. He's a starter. Now, now, now I'm going to stop having this conversation with you because you sound (laughs) crazy.
2: No, I don't sound crazy. All right. I've been doing this a lot longer than you have, but that's okay. You're learning. What what, what the hell does
1: that matter? You're You're older than me. Of course you've been doing it longer.
3: No,
2: I had mean,
1: I had 11 years of professional football to play, yeah. so yeah. I had to do that before I could come here and make you look I, silly.
2: I started covering your Lakers in the mid-1970s. You was born in the 30s! Mm, no, I wasn't born in the 30s. I'm <laughs> not that old, but it's funny I look younger than you do, but that's okay. <laughs> he looks like right. right. I would, too, if I we was... We gotta talk Dallas fighters. Cowboys with Michael Irvin because we haven't heard from him about the Cowboys, <laughs> and, and they are
3: Nobody doing here. right now nothing. They're fun, doing
2: nothing.
3: Man. Oh God.
1: Hey folks, it's your man Keyshawn Johnson here to talk about Angie, formerly known as Angie's List, your go-to home services.
2: Michael Gelkin, who covers the Cowboys for the Dallas Morning News, reported this. Here at the Combine, the Cowboys have fewer scheduled meetings with agents than in years past. There is no hint they're on the precipice of a high-priced free agency flurry that would resemble what most associate with the quote-unquote all-in buzzword. This is no surprise to me, but Michael Irvin, how disappointed are you in what the Cowboys haven't done so far?
3: I, 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 I'm not disappointed at all. Um, if you know Jerry, Jerry is that dude that does, I, I, I say, I call it that, that, that Cinderella dance. Dude, most deals are going to get done when the slipper falls off Cinderella, or uh, the carriage turns back into a pumpkin, usually real late. Now, Michael Galkin's talking here, and he's talking about he's he's taking what he sees at the come by. Where, you know, everybody usually meets and Jerry, they have the bus out there, and everybody comes on to the bus, have a few drinks and talk business and everything. When I hear him say he's not, he hadn't seen him talk, he he did not see him talk to any agents, so he doesn't think he they're in there. In, in the hunt for big-time free agency. Yeah. That, 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 that doesn't bother me because he always he's also talking about he's not really engaged yet with the main things. That's the Dak Prescott, it's the C.D. Lambs, and I believe you should also this year try to take care of Michael Parsons because he, Michael Parsons himself, is almost like a quarterback. That number, no matter what, it's just only going to keep going north. So get this opportunity to take care of Michael Parsons, you get him in, also, I am not concerned. If he hasn't jumped on those guys just yet, then I I don't expect him to be jumping all over the free agency market. And, and also, Skip Key, there's a lot here. There's a lot here. So you don't have to jump out and be the first one to pay out a whole lot of money because you'll have some great opportunities even if you miss that first wave. The Saquon Barclays, look at just the running backs. You got a Saquon Barkley, a Derrick, Henry, and an Austin Eckler if you're looking for a good veteran running game back that mm-hmm. can come in at your team. So you have depth in in, in, in in this free agency. So, no, I'm not concerned with what I've seen right now so far. I, I think Jerry just always does business late. And, and, and the opportunity in the people and the players that are here in free agency— I think you should wait as opposed to jumping out and paying out extra money. What what do you expect for them to do, Skip, right now? Mm. What
1: is there to do right now? Nothing. There's nothing to do. Like meeting on a bus and having a few cocktails and laughing, there's nothing to do. Free agency tampering period starts on March 11th.
2: Free agency opens up. On March 13th. Well, as you know, you can lay a lot of groundwork at this combine if you're so inclined. uh, Again, Skip. And they do.
1: Again, Skip, there's nothing to do. March 11th is the official time to start tampering. The 13th opens the door. That's two weeks from now. Right now, your focus is let's figure out our own cap with our own guys And then we start when these other guys are free agents because they're not free agents right now. You can't talk to the players. You can't necessarily have a conversation about what what do you guys think you'll be looking for. But again, what is it that the Dallas Cowboys need? Jerry Jones spoke about I'm all in, but he didn't give specifics as to what all in means, did he, Skip? Did he? No, he did not. No, but I'm sure a lot in all
2: Cowboy in Nation means, leaped to the conclusion yes, that, that we are correct. going to plunge, plunge, plunge. But plunge, plunge, but, but plunge, plunge yeah.
1: means i got to sign three guys right. that's going to cost me about $700 million <laughs> of guaranteed money. Yeah. I'm all in on that. Right. Now, right. i got a couple little holes that I may need to fill. Yeah. That's all. Michael Irvin just right. said there's right. a run on running backs. That's a hole that you may need to fill. Mm. But you probably need to fill via Mm. the draft or free agency. Mm. You may need to look at an offensive lineman or two in the draft or free agency. But that doesn't take up, oh, I'm going to go get the top offensive lineman available, and I'm going to pay crazy when I got three other dudes that I got to address and pay about $700 million of money to. So it's nothing. I wouldn't get all buzzed out about somebody's report about people not – Walking on a bus or walking in the lobby of a hotel with the Joneses and seeing them talk to people, there's nothing there. I understand how you get—you get all giddy and nervous—and when you don't hear cowboy conversations popping up on a positive side for you,
2: when in fact there's nothing to talk about. Yeah, there's just nothing to talk about. All right, as Michael well knows, what is Jerry Jones' way of doing business? He does not spend. He drafts. He does not spend in free agency. He drafts cheaper football players that they grow in the organization. And to their credit, they have drafted not just well. I think they've drafted extremely well over the last 10 or 12 years because it manifests in 12 wins, 12 wins, and 12 wins over the last three seasons. It does not manifest in playoff success. And unfortunately, Micah Parsons and CeeDee Lamb and Dak Prescott were all part of what happened against Green Bay in a home playoff game. as the two seed when we fell behind 27 to nothing before halftime, and we were down 48 to 16 early in the fourth quarter to the youngest team in the NFL, the Green Bay Packers. That's the point and the problem. But Jerry said after that to win back Cowboy Nation to get everybody to buy ice from the Eskimos once again, he (laughs) said, hey, we're all in in this offseason. And everybody says, oh, maybe that means, you know, Michael's saying Derrick Henry or maybe it's Saquon or maybe it's That's your own delusional state of mind, though, Skip. Okay. That man didn't say that. That man just said, I'm all in. He didn't say,
1: I'm all in. I'm going to get – I'm going to get uh, – Justin Jefferson, and I'm no, trading for
3: T. Like, t-, t- he, he, didn't you know, he, he didn't say that. He didn't
2: say that. And he's all right.
3: in every year, and he's all in every year right <laughs> now. But 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 now, and, and Keith, you're right. But but Skip, you're right. And you're right also in this sense. Remember where that thing was when Jerry said he's all in. We were talking about. I don't know how you go into next season with any hope if you keep this coach. That's correct. He kept that coach. He did. So now he had to sprinkle some sauce on <laughs> that coach because <laughs> that meat was stale. We didn't want to eat it anymore. We no. were like, no, 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 no. So he sprinkled, I'm all in. He I'm did. all in. So, so, so we think, oh, God. Here comes hope again. That's your fault. Because we're going to go get the play. I, I understand. I'm not—I I totally understand. And I'm telling you, Jerry's shrewd enough to know he had to give up that—he had to give out that hope by saying <laughs> he's all in. And he's shrewd enough to know right here that he's going to have to—somewhere, some somewhere, somehow, he's going to have to make a move. Now, I, he's going to have to do something. I believe he is going to do something. I yeah. just don't know what it is.
1: Yeah. He, 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 after you lost, and, and Skip just sat here and said those guys were part of those three 12 win seasons yeah. that got you nothing. You wouldn't have 12 wins without them. So, what you're saying, Skip, is that they, that those three guys should yeah. leave the team? Is that what you're saying? No, you should, I'm y'all not should get rid of that. Okay. But so, what we, do you
2: expect in next year's playoffs? More I don't know. Same. I don't know what to expect yeah. because there's a new defensive coordinator in Mike Zimmer. Yeah.
1: There's there you're gonna add some guys in free agency. You're gonna add some,
2: you're, you're gonna right. add some bodies in the draft. Okay. I don't know what you're right. gonna get. So what did Jerry Jones do last offseason that had me jumping for joy? I was I was about to dance on top of this desk. He made two little bargain basement uh, deals. Yeah. Two sweet cooks, little deals. And he did. He, yeah, went and Gilmore. he got Stephon Gilmore, a former Defensive Player of the right. Year. I still think he's a top-five corner. He went and stole him from Indianapolis for a fifth-round pick and paid him $11 million last year, which I think is a, a, a pretty reasonable deal for a, a player of that quality and stature. And then he goes, as Michael just said, he went and got he's Brandon smart. Cooks
3: smarts no. he's smart, yeah, he's, smart. Skip, he's a smart. brilliant he's a smart player right. and he, and he's great for your young players that you have he learned. did
2: and he got Brandon Cooks for a fifth and a sixth rounder and he paid him 12 million last year which is a bargain price for a receiver that proven with that kind of track record and that kind of right. credibility in your receiver room teaching your young receivers so i go Stefan Gilmore and Brandon Cooks And then we draft Deuce Vaughn. I thought we stole him in the draft, and I'm thinking that's the icing we needed on top. Those are the last pieces of the puzzle, and silly me, I'm dancing over those moves. But they're classic Jerry Jones specials because he didn't pay a ton of money or draft picks to go get them. But those are the kind of moves I expect him to make this year, moves that might look like, oh, that'll do it. And again— you're, you're still the core of who you are, and the coach is still the coach, and the quarterback is still the quarterback going into next year's playoffs.
3: So but that pool, this. as I spoke, see, that, that, the pool in which he would draw from is a vast pool to pull from. You have talent in this free agent class, both on offense and on defense, that the Dallas Cowboys can use and get better. At that place, in old, at the kind of deals that you just brought up, Skip, yeah. I think you have better opportunity this year than you had last year. If he plugs the holes that y'all may
1: have because of the depth in certain positions in the free agent marketplace, you don't have to reach for the top if the fourth guy is just as good as the first guy in people's eyes, and not spend the type of money. What's the rush? The rush is for you, as a fan, to be able to say, well, we're doing something? No, you don't. When the man spoke about going all in, there's a head coach that he needs to go in all on, and there's three players that he needs to go all in on. That's what he was talking about. Simple and plain. Simple and plain. Every single year, teams are going to go get Guys to plug holes, they, they still got to make decisions on the roster in guys that they want to release, guys that they want to retain, and eyeballing guys that may be on other teams that they may want to trade for. You just got to be patient in this situation. You just got out of the month of February. Today is the 1st of March. The
2: season does not start to September, Skip. Yeah. There is no sense of urgency at all. Michael Irvin, help me out here. The last big-time free agent I can remember Jerry plunging for was this guy named Deion Sanders back after the 94 season. There's no on the
1: damn market. I'm just saying,
2: that's the last time it happened. That was a long time ago, 1994 (laughs) going into 95. Long time ago, right? We're going back yeah, almost yeah. thirty years ago that that happened,
3: right? But you know, Skip, you know what? And I work with him now, and and, and we talked about this. I would have liked, and it's certainly not on the level of a Dion. But but the move he made a couple of years ago, when, when, when they brought in, remember they brought in Gerald McCoy, Gerald McCoy was supposed to help st- bring in some help, some run stopping. He was going to get a chance to play. Back there, in I Dallas, where, where he, he lives. I don't think and, 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 He was done then,
1: though, uh,
3: Michael. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. You need I just know hurt. that's what everybody thought. I, yeah. I know, yeah, he had a leg. Yeah. But see, that's what, and when I talked to him, he, he was, before he got hurt, he was saying, he said, Michael, I was playing some of my best football because he still thought he had football left in him and, and he wanted the opportunity to play back home, back back, back here in Dallas. And... and, and Those kinds of moves, even here, even here, those kinds of moves will help the Dallas Cowboys right here. You go find you somebody that you know can help slow down and stop that run. Now with the Mike Zimmer, with the Mike Zimmer, somebody, because Mike Zimmer is going to try to protect against the run. He sees this. Now you're really playing the complimentary football with a top five offense and a defense that say, let me keep everything in front of me, not the high risk defense that Dan Quinn Put on the but, floor, that, but that but, gives you an option. But Gerald
1: McCoy was not the prize of free agency. Skip no, is talking right. about you know, the prize. No, he wasn't. Of, and, and, Skip and that's is my talking point. about making a splash. And that's my point. In the, in, in, right. in the prize of free agency, right. there are no prize at, at, of free agent guys that are no, right. like that no. that are on the marketplace
3: right. because well, and that's if why it I is, said you don't not, want them anyway. There are no anyway. Deons. There are no Deion's. No Sanders. But 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 so so the Deion Sanders is the the cream the the cream of the top. They're the the, the, the top. But you go and you say, Gerald McCoy was very directed. It was was a better move. And and I'm going to tell you something. It had people in Dallas hype before he got hurt because he was looking very good. I I want to see some of that. I want to see some of that early so we know early that we're going to be stopping the run. And that kind of stuff will give me some hope. All right. Y'all going to get hope Y'all going to give
1: yourself hope even if you're down 27 nothing at halftime. Y'all feel like y'all still got hope. 27 Man, nothing?
3: go on, man. We, we, what you we, mean? What you I,
1: I, I spent <laughs> enough times with you this fall to tell the world that you got hope when you're down 27 nothing. Like you told me, you were so confused in the Baltimore game. You thought that that was the Cowboys' play. You're talking about,
3: we're going to come back here, Keith I'm oh like, Cowboys God, ain't playing. Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. uh, I, I, go ahead I was uh, talking about the team I picked no he the was team not. I picked
2: alright in a <laughs> moment we are going to discuss something that Michael and Keyshawn are fired up about a former NFL exec takes a shot at Antonio Pierce that is next Okay, Michael and Keyshawn, buckle up for this one. Former NFL executive Michael Lombardi had this to say on a podcast about new Raiders coach Antonio Pierce. He thinks he knows the Raider way because he's from Compton. It's a joke. This guy is driving me crazy. Can he just shut up? Why won't somebody in the Raiders tell him to shut up?
3: Michael Irvin, the floor is yours first. And listen, and let me let me preempt this by saying, you know, I know Mike Lombardi worked with him, and, and, and consider him to be a very good friend, and and, and a good dude, and a good dude. But this, 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 this shocked me, because when I hear this, when I hear it, I I, I hear something personal in this, you know, uh, it, to tell, to say that. Well, he doesn't know the Raiders' way. And, and and if you listen to what Mike Lombardi's talking about on that podcast, he was talking about the Raiders' way is about the kind of players that you draft, you know, uh, uh, the, the, the hard players, the gritty players, you know. That's what the Raiders' way is. It, it, and I'm like, wait a minute. The Raiders' way, I, I thought, also is a mentality. You know what I mean? It's when we – this is how we play the game. This is when we play the way we play – that that's the Raiders' way. That's what I saw when they beat the Kansas City Chiefs. So so what what shocks me and what shocks me is, is how is Mike Labardi, who's you know on the outside, on the outside? I know he had his son, who he had his sons who were with the Raiders. You know Mick and Matt, who was with the Raiders, one office coordinator and one was uh you know an assistant to the wide receivers. And, and he, he he let them go. So he let he let both of them go. I reached out to AP and said, "What is this, I, Antonio Pierce, Coach Pierce?" I reached out and said, "What is this? This sounds personal." He said, I, "I have no idea." He said, "I have no idea where that's coming from." For Mike Lombardi to say that he has no idea uh, about the Raiders' way, that Coach Pierce has no idea about the Raiders' way, and he grew up right there in Compton, right, right, right there in Compton—that's—it's that, mind-boggling for you to even say that. Every coach in the National Football League sells his organization, and his program. That's what we do. That's what they do. And a lot of them didn't grow up right in the middle of the, co- of the team that they are coaching. For him to say this man knows nothing about this is, is, is absolutely ignorant. It's ignorant. It's, it's, it's like saying, if you say to a fan, if you say, hey, what do you guys know? You guys never played the game. You never played the game, so then they come back and say, "Oh, so I can't learn the game because I can't—I I didn't play the game. That means I can't learn." So now you're saying to a football player, "Well, you're a football player. You can never be a great fan. How can you know the Raiders' way?" You know, it, it just—it's crazy. It sounds personal, and I know Mike Lombardi is better than that. I, he's just better than that. I, I'm shaking my head in
1: disbelief at you, Michael because I really feel like you have bugged my dressing room. Because every time I look up and I say something, you go first and you say the same exact <laughs> damn thing that I'm already thinking and I gave Nick my notes and he's saying from the, from the top, right? I know Mike Lombardi like you. I consider him a really good friend. Like you, I'm sitting right, there I'm right, saying about stuff. Is Michael bugging right, right. my room skip? Right, right. Then you talk about the Compton issue. Yes, he's from Compton, and Raiders. Right. We love the Raiders from L.A. and from Compton, in Southern California. Right. We all love the. I love the Raiders. I think I know the Raider right. way. Then you talked about this gritty, tough, aggressive type player that you go and you draft and you, you recruit and you sign in free agency the Raider way, the Raider style. And you also spoke, like my notes say, every head coach, when they get their job, they're going to talk encouragingly about their team and the way they right. want their team to perform. I feel like right. you've been stealing my stuff, but that's okay. It's all good. We think right. alike because we know this stuff.
3: Right. We know the way right. it's supposed especially to be. Key, right, and especially, Key, think about this, Key and Skip. Think about it. when When AP was coming up, that's all we knew. Raiders and all, all the black that, all that Dr. Dre and all them was talking about? How can you not know that? It was a cultural like, just revolution, yeah. all of it. And he was right in the middle of it. Yes. How can someone outside say he doesn't know the Raider way. When the main man inside, the great talent, the best talent they have, Max Crosby, said, I don't want to play unless it's him because he's giving us the Raiders' way. That's the incredible thing to me.
1: And, mm. and the thing is, Skip, in all of this, Michael also said, there's something deeper, right? His sons was on the staff. Yeah. Yeah. Antonio Pierce yeah. said bye-bye. Wrong. Josh McDack. McDaniel- I, I, I don't think
2: that had anything to do no,
1: with it. No, it may or may yeah. not have anything to did. do with it. Right. But in this arena, in this arena of coaching, the professional coaches, general managers, scouts, whatever the case may be, they all got family coaching on teams. And for whatever reason, Josh McDaniels brought them over when he came from New England. And they all were let go. Mike Lombardi is part of that, regardless if he was on the staff or not. His sons was on the staff. Mm -hmm. There's feelings that are there. Mm -hmm. You may not think, Skip, that that had anything yeah. to do with it. It may or may not have, but yeah. it certainly smells like it to me and Michael when we're looking at it. Okay, I got it. to sit there and say that he doesn't understand the Raider way—that's not true. The, the, the way the Raider right. way is exactly what Michael's talking about. Yeah, it's, a, it's what I believe, and I never played for a him. It's I all about being but, aggressive. Yeah. Going attacking style, Mm -hmm. doing exactly what they did against Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. They're doing it your way. They're doing doing it your way. way. We may lead the league in penalties. We don't care. We may lead the league in penalties, and doesn't matter. So why even say this?
2: Why would you say
1: this? What's the point?
2: I got a point. Okay, so I have also known Michael Lombardi for a long time. I worked with Michael Lombardi and I reached out to Michael Lombardi just before the show to say, what are you saying here exactly? Because I told him that you guys had an issue with maybe a personal issue he might have with Antonio. He said he does not know Antonio. He has nothing personal. And he said, absolutely, this has nothing to do with my sons. That's from him. You can take it or leave it. But the point is. He is old school, Michael Lombardi, and he worked under the late, great Al Davis with the Raiders and did get a Super Bowl ring right. for his duties there once upon a time. It was a long time ago, but he did that. And then he became Bill Belichick's right-hand man in New England for a number of years and got two Super Bowl rings out of that. He is so old school that he and he now writes a column about leadership and coaching, and his point is that Antonio can't alert opponents that way. He can't poke the bear that way so early on before he's proven anything. And I did not say this back to Michael, but I'm with Antonio about how he's poking the bear because the the, Michael's point is he's shattering the mold of how coach does, should do things, especially a young football coach because he's talking too much too soon. And I'm saying to you now Look at the Raiders. Look, look. you, you know, you guys, uh, Keyshawn, you ridiculed the Cowboys for 30 years since the Super Bowl. Look at what the Raiders haven't done. You want to talk about a team that lives in its past even more than Dallas lives in its past? Think about this. The Raiders haven't won a Super Bowl since 1983. That's a long time. 1983, so we're 30 years. Well, they're, they're 40 years, But at least they've right? been. Okay, but they have been to one, and they lost to you, right? And guess what? Since then, they've made, so that was 2002, right? Since then, they have made the playoffs twice, and since 2002, the Raiders haven't won a single playoff game. They they haven't won again. Okay. That's, and that's true. But, right. but, but, but what did but Antonio, but, but, but Antonio didn't say anything about that? Yeah. All he's saying is right. he won his team to right. play a certain way. Okay. I love how Antonio is right. saying it with his chest because he's putting it right. out there. Remember, he went after Patrick Mahomes. The, he said, "We got to knock the head off the snake. We got to have our Mahomes right. rules just the way the Detroit Pistons had their Jordan and rules." And they did. I love and that. They I, they and they the did. They knocked the head off the snake. So, so, they so, sacked four So let me ask you this though, real quick.
1: Let me ask you this. Yeah. And I know you say he said that that wasn't the case. Yeah. Be right. honest with me. Do you think for one minute, if his sons were still on that staff,
2: he'd have said this about Antonio? No. Well, you, how can you? I'm just asking the question. I mean, he, so, he might have said it to but, Antonio but, off, you know, off air, off, you know. Okay.
3: You but here's why I think he's being disingenuous, Skip, when he tells yeah. you this. And, and, and I love Mike also, but here's why I think he's been disingenuous. His focus is on what Antonio Pierce is saying about the Raiders' way. It's the Raiders' way. What does he know about the Raiders' way? Let's, talk, let, let's back up a little bit. When I went to go visit Antonio Pierce, the issue in that locker room was everybody was trying to talk the Patriots' way. You just spoke well <laughs> about how, how, how yeah. attached he is to Bill Belichick. And, and, and Bill Belichick— in the Josh McDaniels yeah. and all of that, yeah. he had to, and Antonio Pierce had to sweep the stench he did. of all of that Patriot way Bingo. out the door, so he can lay into the the Raiders way and push it, and 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 for him now to come out and say what, and, and to speak straight at that, right at that, he didn't go at. You know, I just didn't see any great adjustments in games or anything. No. A lot of things he could have said and gone after and, and made it about the job and made it about how he calls a game. But he's talking about what does he know about the Raiders' way? He pushed the Patriot way out the door like he's a, a part of the Raiders' way. What does he know he grew, just because he grew up in Compton, that's what. That's what makes it seem personal. That's well, yeah, that's your, your like you know what makes it Your attachment with the Patriots, and now you're throwing out why? What about the Raiders? Wait, that that, that 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 that's where I me. Mean. That's why I say he goes off rail.
1: Yeah. And and, and you, we all know Mike very well. It's just alarming to hear him say this, because again, all coaches approach their organizations, right? The way those organizations were in the past, right? If you, if you think about the New York Giants, they take over, they go to the press conference, they say what they say. They say, oh, we want to get back to playing it the way that the Giants played when they won these Super Bowls. We want this style. Pittsburgh and Mike Tomlin there, we're all about the defense, and this is the way the Steelers have done it yeah, in the past.
3: Baltimore, we right. want
1: to be this way. Right. The Baltimore Ravens. I can go on and on and on about the way right. that you approach it when you become a head coach of an organization because of what they've done in the past. It is still attached to it. You spoke about it, Skip. Michael spoke about it. They tried to get away from the Raiders' way and do right. it the Patriot way. The Patriot right. way doesn't work in other cities as we've seen, whether yeah. it's Detroit, whether it's Cleveland when Mike Lombardi was there. Or it hasn't
3: worked in no city. No. It, it, hasn't it worked in no city. Other than Foxborough. No city. Other than Foxborough, that's it. Other than Foxborough, that's it. It didn't work in Denver when they tried it in Denver with Coach.
1: It tried Josh McDaniels tried it in Denver. He was gone after what two years. So, miss me with the it's not personal. Don't 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 do that.
2: Just like Michael said, you're being disingenuous, man. Okay, all right, but you got to admit what Antonio said about Patrick Mahomes said it publicly with his chest. It was brazen, and you can argue a little dangerous because there's one he, he, cape he you don't
1: tug. Say, he didn't He didn't say anything dangerous about Patrick, man. Well, he said All you got to knock said, the
2: head off the stake, and we expli- did. He's right. explaining yeah.
1: how you get after somebody like that that they beat that nobody thought that the Raiders would have a chance to beat. Okay. If the Raiders, go, if Raiders had gone up against... It, Tom Brady, for instance. And it, they beat him. And beat him. Right. And somebody asked a question to right. Antonio Pierce about how to beat the New England Patriots. Oh, here we go. The New England Patriots played the New York Giants. And if, and if you go back and you listen to Michael Strahan, or you listen to Tuck, or, Yor, or any of these dudes that was on the NASCAR defense, and they talked about getting after Tom Brady, mm. what is the first thing they were saying? The pass rush. This is how you do it. That's all Antonio Pierce was saying about. That's all Antonio Pierce was saying about Patrick Mahomes. Right. He wasn't trying to poke him and do it. You don't think Antonio right. Pierce realized what that dude but is? That dude is the closest David thing Keyshawn. in football to a Michael Jordan. After
2: you beat him, maybe you should let the dogs Maybe you should just leave him
1: be. It does not work. But that he was also he does too. He was a lot also of
2: people just go about.
1: Move the move. That's not his personality. No. Why you want him? Not you. But why would people want?
2: Him I, to be something he is not. I'm with you on right. this. Get the hell right. out of here with that. When right. you're stepping out there right. and you're putting right. your pride, so your, your, your self what? on the line. Guess what? You better start if, backing it up. Either I'm going right? to sink or I'm a swim.
3: swim. Yep. And I believe I'm right. swimming and I'm not sinking. That's what he's
2: saying. Period. But, that's but, what he's but saying. I, but
3: I also, wait, 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 wait. wait. I, I also think he said, listen. The Raiders played intimidation football. And they, yes. they intimidated people. He's yeah. saying yes. we are going to intimidate if you go hold on to the ball and run around, we going to hit you and hurt you and hit you hard and make this game difficult. They did. That's why they that's what he's saying. And not that
1: only is that is the Raiders way. Not not only that, Antonio Pierce was a linebacker in the National Football League. He ran around borderline. and he
2: hit people. He said, right?
1: You, you see what I'm saying? So his mentality right. is right. different than a scout. Right. A guy that was a scout for a number of years and then got kicked up and elevated to become a general manager for a short period of time. Mentalities are different with players than it is with normal coaches that came up in the coaching ranks to get a job. It's totally different. If you ask Ron Rivera something about going after a quarterback, his intensity, is going to say the same thing. D'Amico Ryan's the same thing. Jack Del Rio, the same thing. Because they're they're wired differently. They're wired differently. That's just the reality of it.
2: All right. So in the end, I think we're all behind Antonio doing exactly what he's doing, and he should keep doing what he's doing. 1,000%. I'm I'm with you on that. I'm a Raider fan. Especially Likewise. now. <laughs> I'm not sure they've run mm-hmm. around and hit anybody since 1983 until last year, till till the they end get, of last year. They, they're getting year. ready. Hey, hey. It, seems, it, it smells, smells
3: like, they're like, like they're I remember. getting ready. Yeah. You you meant you said 1983. I remember didn't he wear old eighty three? Ted Hendricks mm-hmm. over there, that old, the, the, the stalk. Now mm-hmm. Matt Cross been reminding me of him in that in, in that game against analogy. the Chiefs. Yeah. That, that, that was a bad dude. That was bad a dirty, dude. hard nose gonna fight you with a teeth out, mud everywhere, <laughs> don't <laughs> care. That's the True. Raiders' That's way. That's
2: the Raiders' way. All right, up next, is it possible? And he's from the, the best U. receiver in the draft work. is yeah. Brock Bowers. Brock Bowers? He's going to run today, I think, when the tight ends run. We'll see.
1: When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel.
2: And now it's your turn. Hashtag Undisputed Live. Here we go with the first tweet from Money Making Mal. He says, Caleb Williams has bust, bust written all over him. Chicago, don't do it. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know I about bust. I, I ain't going bust yeah.
1: either. No, I ain't going bust. I don't know money-making, yeah. man. It's all, it's all about the circumstances yeah. and the situation that you yeah. are put yeah. in, right? You got to be in the right spot. Ooh,
2: but a lot of people hmm. are starting to say it has bust potential, maybe because of the dad and all the issues. I don't know and, about uh, bust. I, I don't even know.
4: All
2: right, Jared says... Lakers barely surviving a nine win team r- reminds me of the Dallas Cowboys getting blown out at home in a wild card game against the Green Bay Packers. Oh. Geez. Ryan Gosling oh, says, What? How? We won the game. Y'all didn't win, so how could that remind? Right. I mean, nothing, yeah, that even hey, make sense. nothing compares to being down 27 0 at home in a playoff game. Or being it's with two, Michael Irvin right. when it's
1: 27 0, he goes to change clothes at halftime to think in, that's going to change.
3: In, in your coach. And, and the worst part is your coach comes up and says, We weren't ready. Oh, really? Oh, that's the that revelation. We weren't ready. That's a revelation. That right. was a revelation. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah, the biggest playoff McCarthy. disaster
2: in the history of the playoffs. Given the circumstances, yeah. there's never been a bigger collapse than two, that one. Two C versus seven. Seven seed. Youngest team seven, in the league, first. and you're down 27 to nothing before halftime? Well, y'all kept yeah. the coach. All right. And finally, from the truth. Little Wayne in sort of hero mode. I like that. And Wayne is about to join us here in just a very few minutes to that? talk about when well, he's in his superhero suit. That's, huh? that's, that's
1: him playing...
2: Uh you know, I don't. What uh, I have no idea what that is.
1: I don't have no idea what the hero is. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. That,
3: he's playing Deadpool. You remember the
4: that,
2: movie Deadpool? Deadpool. But Deadpool. that is Lil Wayne. That's
3: Lil Wayne. Yeah.
2: Lil Wayne will Deadpool, join us Deadpool, right Deadpool. here next to me to talk about how he got done wrong at the Laker game last night. We'll get the gory details of that in just a few minutes. But back to business now with Keyshawn and Michael. Once upon a time back in 1996, Keyshawn Johnson was drafted first overall by the New York Jets. That guy was a bust. Mm. Did he live up to number one in the draft? Well, he had a pretty good career, actually. All right, that's the last time a receiver went number one overall. Now Keyshawn would like to see the Bears keep Justin Fields. And draft Ohio State receiver Marvin Harrison either number one overall, or if they could trade back, get him where somewhere or yeah, somewhere in that top yeah. three. All right, because I don't think if he gets to four at Arizona, he's going to be there. Okay. Arizona's going to grab him. All right, I got it. Michael Irvin, you first. You are a Hall of Fame receiver. Do you <coughs> agree with Keyshawn about Marvin
3: Harrison Jr.? I love Marvin Harrison Jr. I, I man, it's, he's that size, six four. You know, about 205 and 210, smooth as as ever. To have that kind of size and and to run with that kind of speed and have the ability to transition like he does, it, it, it's incredible. Yeah, I, I think Marvin has clearly the best the best receiver. Well, I won't say clearly because he has pretty good receivers in 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 this class. Mm-hmm. He has pretty good receivers. I can't wait to see. The guys, just whatever they're planning on doing at the combine tomorrow. Now, you throw in the tight end big boy down in Georgia, Brock Bowers, mm-hmm. when you start talking about, okay, because they have him like a, like a grump coming in. You know, this this big guy, now, now and he's an unattached tight end. He goes about 6'4", mm-hmm. two, 240. Mm-hmm. Not a real big dude, so you're, it's not like you're going to be blocking him all no. day. But he can move. He can run. You see him right there with the ball. Then he ran about a 4-5, something like that in the 40. Yeah, and We're talking who's the big guy here, who's the best guy. No doubt Marvin Harrison. Uh, but if I'm Chicago, I'm not taking Marvin Harrison. I already told you I'm taking Caleb Williams. And, 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 and yeah, I just yeah, got I agree. it. Let me tell you guys something on that, too. And let me tell you something else. I, I, I want to say, I believe Justin, Justin Fields hurts himself with some of the things That he says, you know, he said the other day, you know, and I I heard him talking about it. Why everybody is talking about me taking Chicago off my social media? I mean, he said, I just got tired of dealing with it all. Like you you keep saying you're tired, like you're tired of dealing with the pressure. Playing quarterback in National Football League is all about pressure. You have to stop talking like that because I think he's screaming to Chicago, go draft Caleb Williams when he talks like that.
1: Well, he, he, he may be screaming that because he's tired of being jerked around. He's tired of being in the grave. All right? You, you, you got to. When, when we start talking about Justin Fields, you got to look at everything, man. Dude done been on two head coaches and three offensive coordinators, dog. No receipt. Right. None. Zero. Think about you with the Dallas Cowboys in your career. Just your career, Michael. As Hall of Fame as you are without Troy Aikman as your quarterback for 11 years. Just think about that. Think about him without Michael Irvin as receiver until he got D.J. Moore last year when they finally started cooking in. Think about you without Norv Turner calling plays. Think about him without a Norv Turner-type offensive coordinator calling plays. That's all I'm saying. It, ain't, it Everybody act like when they looking at his – Overall numbers as a player, win-loss record in Chicago as a starter, he ain't had nothing to work with. So we're going to throw him away. We're going to get rid of his entire offensive staff and then blame him. But, you, but the head coach is still there, and you're going to bring in a new quarterback with a new offensive coordinating staff that's going to be in the same position that Justin Fields was in. My only thing is, develop Justin Fields that you drafted and moved up to get. Even though he wasn't a Ryan Poles pick, that's okay. You drafted him to, to develop him, to put players around him. All young quarterbacks, including your quarterback when he was young with the Dallas Cowboys, Jerry Jones then went out and got Amari Cooper to say, okay, then they got CeeDee Lamb. And then they say, man, we got we to get to, you know, Michael, Gatt, we got to put some stuff around that. You had Dez the first, what, couple? I understand, years. but Dez was on the back yeah, end. Yeah, he was, he was. It was on the yeah. back yeah. end. So then All you right. go and you, you develop him. Marvin Harrison Jr., you don't have to take a quarterback. You don't have to be forced into taking a quarterback because everybody's saying, you should take a quarterback, you should take a quarterback, you should take a quarterback, and be forced into doing it. You have a quarterback that's young that's sitting right there. You let him go to Atlanta or you let him go to Pittsburgh and watch what happens while you
2: messing around with a young quarterback setting the clock back, you're going to be out of job. That's my only thing. Okay. Now, why is Marvin Harrison the best receiver in the draft?
1: Height, weight, size, speed, triangle, number. And you went and interviewed him face-to-face. Uh, uh, in ability, Columbus. just like Michael said, to yep. stop on the dime, give some change, start right back up. Transition. Mm-hmm. Okay? All of those, those things. He looks just like his daddy, except he's bigger. Bigger. Face, he looks like right. his daddy. Body structure looks like his daddy. his daddy. His daddy is somewhere in that hall next to Michael Irvin. So that speaks for that itself. That ain't near 6'4", though. That no, ain't near 6'4". Not 6'4". Not no, that not. Is- but his yeah, DNA yeah, yeah. is in his body somewhere. It's right. in there. Right. And football-wise, intelligence, all of those sort of things. On top of that, there's no... Look, Malik Neighbors from LSU is a good receiver. There's no question about it. Right. it, it right. And Adunze... Adunze, yeah. Adunze is a good receiver. He there's no question Washington.
2: about it. Yeah.
1: But Marvin Harrison Jr., contested balls. He goes and gets with no problem at all. He separates with the best of them. No, no problem at all. And... <laughs> He has, when I interviewed him and sat down with him and talked to him, like I tell you, evaluating guys and having to talk to him and look them in their eyes and look at their foreheads, and when you have certain, you say certain words, it, it resonates. He has what I like to call dog in him. Yep. He's got that, he's got it in him. Well, a lot of dudes, yeah, they might be dogs, but they little bitty puppies. They not like just, they don't feel it the same way. And I believe he's the best dude in the, in, in the draft because of all those things I talk about. Now, look, the tied-in at Georgia, uh, Brock Bowers, is incredible. Right. He's incredible. But when I'm looking at tied ends, and I'm comparing him to Gronk, Kelsey, Kittle, ain't none of them win the top three rounds, Four, I mean, top three uh, picks of the draft. Four picks, five, six, Gronk seven. six. he might
2: have been a first round pick, but he had a back injury and Belichick stole there's him a, in the a, second round. There's a round. difference between yeah. being
1: a first round yeah. pick mm-hmm. and being a top five pick. Yeah. There's a huge difference, yeah. right? Yeah. That's all I'm saying is you can find pass catching tight ends up and down the draw. What's the kid that you guys got at the Cowboys right now? Which kid? The, the tight end. Oh, oh
2: um, from Wisconsin, Ferguson. Ferguson, a yeah. Ferguson, good tight end. Yeah. No, he, he really came. He's on. a good tight end. I in. think he's got some dog
1: he's in him. He's got mm, some ability yeah. to continue to grow. Yeah, Jason Witten, Hall yeah. of Famer, in the future.
2: Yeah,
1: he went in the second round. So I'm just saying, you don't have okay. to.
3: Dalton Schultz, you found don't him. Don't he's all used doing him. things. So you did. don't have he to. He trying to tight end.
2: You don't have to reach for that, Skip. Okay, I don't think Brock Bowers but this is a reach.
3: Yeah. Right, right. Uh,
2: And you're going to take him in the top five? Absolutely. Watch Jim Harbaugh jump all over him at number five and run with him. And watch what he does for Justin Herbert. Because, Keyshawn, I got to tell you, I just watch TV. I don't watch coaches tape. But he jumped off my screen even more than Marvin Harrison Jr. jumped off my screen. And I, I disagree with none of what either of you said about Marvin Harrison Jr. I'm just telling you, every time I turn on a Georgia game, Brock Bowers jumped off my screen because they couldn't get him on the ground after he caught the football. He does not block. He is not a tight end. He is whatever that hybrid thing is. He's a wide out. That's what he is. He's 6'4", 240 pounds of wide receiver who can run jet sweeps and reverses and whatever. You just need to get him the football in his hands, and he will do for a quarterback, I believe, what Kelsey has done for Mahomes. And Kelsey has revolutionized that position. For right there,
3: skip. Yeah. skip. Skip, 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 skip. And, 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 and here's the pushback on that. Here's the pushback on that. That's an assessment that we don't really have an ability to gather right now. But the way that they play, when you start seeing Travis Kelce and Patrick Mahomes, it's, it's, it's totally different. I don't know if Brock Bowers is that shoulders up. I don't know if he understands the game quite yeah, like that's that. that's fair. What we're yeah, assessing fair. right now is... Is shoulders down, how fast he can run, how high he can jump. We understand he has physical skill sets and physical talents. That's not what take Travis Kelsey over the top. And, and now, 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 what Travis Kelsey has done, it certainly brought him to light. Because it, I, I hear people talk about if you give Aaron Rodgers a Brock Bowers, what could he do with him in New York? You know, those kinds. Of, so he has. He has that talent. I just don't know if he has that ability. Shoulders up to see the game like a quarterback, like Patrick Mahomes, because Travis Kelsey was an old quarterback before playing tight end.
1: And, and and Skip, I'm not saying that Bowers is not a good tight end. I'm not saying he don't deserve to be in the first round. But when you start talking about top five, that's a different level of it is player that you're getting. I got. I it. didn't see him as a tied-in and say, well, he's a top-five pick in the draft. I just, didn't, I just didn't see it, and I watched him a lot. I've been watching him for quite some time. I don't see top-five for me to take him. Now, if you said, oh, he could go 15th,
2: okay, that's about mm-hmm. right. That's about right. where he probably should go. Okay. Remember, I said this. Kyle Pitts went, forward. Jump Kyle Pitts went him. for. Kyle Pitts him, and Kyle Pitts has not lived up. But Kyle Pitts has not had anybody right. to throw him in the football. But Kyle not Pitts, is, right. Kyle Pitts is really a, <laughs>
1: a, a wide receiver, mm-hmm. a big right. receiver. Kyle Pitts is it, look. Travis Kelsey, at times, will put his hand in the ground and try to block. Kittle do it a little bit more, he will. obviously.
2: And then Gronk did a little bit more than uh, that. A little bit more than that, like he was the best. I don't know ever. that
1: Bowers He's, is. No,
2: he doesn't do any of that. And that's he, what I'm he saying. I don't
1: it. know no. that he wants to do that. So I don't know if a Harbaugh with his style of aggressive running the football, doing those sort of things, would want a detached tight end that high. But I could be wrong.
3: I don't know. He could make that quarterback yeah, a lot it, different. He'll put me. him back there at fullback. He'll be doing all the stuff like yeah. Ushak doing over San Fran. He'll he'll use him as an eighth back He'll use him. Uh, yeah, but those kind of guys, talent. Michael, those are right. – check ain't top five pick. You no, can get I'm with that you. guy. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm but with you. Keyshawn. I'm with you on that, and you can find that kind of talent. Okay. But every Run now and then oh. – and, and Right. And that's what they're saying about this kid is, is tantamount – to what we were talking about, Kyle Pitts. Yeah. And and, and that was a generational type. Keyshawn, every time I see a quote
2: from a Georgia player and they are loaded, obviously, with pro football prospects, they all say freak, freak, freak when it comes to Brock Bowers because they've seen him on the practice field and they couldn't deal with it. The Cowboys should get him in. Well, I'd take him. Yeah, Yeah. Michael the the Mm -hmm. Cowboys should draft him. All right, Michael Irvin up next is about to tell you why he believes the combine is crucial to evaluating pro football players. That's next.
0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
2: The NFL Combine gets into full swing today with the defensive backs and the tight ends. And tomorrow with the quarterbacks, running backs, and receivers. Michael Irvin, scale of 1 to 10. How important is the Combine in evaluating a potential draftee?
3: And I'm not saying this or giving it this number because I'm going to get on a plane when I'm done here and here towards Indy for the combine. But I believe this process is crucial to the process of building a champion. Crucial. The number I give it is an eight. It's that crucial to me. We, 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 We look at it and we say, okay. You guys can look at the tape and see what the guys put on tape. We're trying to see how, you play, how good you play football. But there's more that I can get and more that I need when I am building a champion than just what I see on tape. I want to make sure, since it's not just about skill, that you are hungry for greatness. You know that you have that will. I want to be around. I want to see what kind of competitor you are. We'll talk about guys that are that come in here and 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 only don't and don't want to do any of the tests. I'm fine with that. I understand. But me myself as an evaluator, I want to come and look at who is a competitor. Who in this environment stands out? Who so believe in themselves that they come out here and either challenge your other guys or pick the guys back up? Because I want to make sure I'm looking for leaders, not just athletes that can run, jump, and yeah. catch, but guys that can lead guys. And I want to see it out here. I want to be particular about my locker room. I told Jerry and Steven Jones, I said, hey, now, when you're looking around, stop trying to measure talent so much, and and, and and learn who a player player is. I'll give up this much talent for 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 a great depth of a player love for the game. So I'll take the guy that runs a 4-6 over the guy that runs a 4-4 if the 4-6 guy loves the game so much more because I know he's going to give me that kind of an effort. And I get to see some of these things when I'm seeing him face-to-face, when I'm seeing him in the environment like this environment where he's competing for for attention. I, I, I love it. I love it. I love it. I, as a for us covering it. These are players that are coming in from college. Our job, Skip, is to introduce these players to our NFL audience. Yeah, Mm -hmm. the college audience know them, but our job is to introduce the players to the NFL audience. I love that I'm going to be on the field with the wide receivers, Mm -hmm. so I can learn some little things about those guys that I can use, however long I'm in this business, to help the NFL audience learn who these guys are as they get the, as they get to their new team. So yeah, I think this process is absolutely crucial. I I didn't get a chance to go. I graduated as a junior, and and back then they never let juniors come. I this is one of the things. That hurts me, and I regret. I wanted to go out there and challenge everybody. And you wouldn't have had to ask me to do anything. I would have jumped up to try to beat everybody and everything, but that's Mm -hmm. my mentality, and I want to see this. and go. I I would go in and try to look for me some Mike Irvins. That's what I'm talking about. That's why I love this process.
2: Okay. (sighs) Michael, the reason I've always scoffed at the combine, the reason I would give it a one on a scale of 10 in – And how much impact it should have on your decision to draft a kid is I spent too much time around too many great coaches around Bill Walsh and Don Shula and Tom Landry and your coach Jimmy Johnson and all I ever learned from them was the tape doesn't lie the tape is the tape it's on tape forever and ever all you have to do is study the tape of how they played college football and you can figure out whether they can play pro football I don't disagree with looking in somebody's eyes and down into their soul, but you can do some of that by talking to the people who have lived with them and around them over the three or four years they're in college. So you want your scouts to get to know their teammates and their trainers in college and, and the, the people around the secretaries, anybody who can give you insight into what that player is made of. You need to know that in your scouting reports and at the combine, I I do love what you say, and the only reason I watch is to see when the quarterbacks are on the field – who, who goes alpha on the quarterbacks? Who seems to take over the group sessions and be the leader of the group or the leader of the wide receivers or the leader of the DBs? I don't care about the 40 times because that's just fun to watch like it's a track meet. And, and it is. I, I accept it as just a track meet of kids, some of whom might not make it in pro football, but they can really run 40 straight yards. And I hark back right. to, to Michael, your, your guy, Emmett Smith. He timed 4-6 in the 40-yard dash. That's why he fell to right. Jimmy Johnson at number 17 in the draft. It, it's because right. it didn't matter because when you put a football under his arm, I don't think I ever saw anybody right. catch him from behind. I don't think I did. I don't remember ever. He could flat run with the football under his arm that had nothing to do with timing him in the 40. Jerry Rice ran 4-6 in the 40, and I know Tom Landry was not interested in Jerry Rice because he said, well, he can't run. Well, yeah, he can. He can really run routes and stop on a dime and do all those things you talked about Marvin Harrison Jr. doing. So so to right, me, right. I, th- there's some grains of salt, and I don't discount what you're going to do, and you're going to be right out among them, and you will pick up some right. details on those receivers right. that would make them more draftable in my eyes that you know what you know and saw about them.
3: Why, why wouldn't I? But, but, but you bring up Tom Landry, the late great Tom. Yeah. He used to... The guy, I was his last draft pick. So it was interesting. One. They were talking about the draft, yeah. and you bring him up, and I get this moment. But, yeah. but 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 Tom, how could Tom? And, and, and later on, I, a couple years later, I, you know, drafted Mike Sherrod prior to he me. Did. You know yeah. what I mean? They drafted Mike Sherrod. So I thought, what? Is, how could you not see the competitor Jerry Rice? Here? If you're sitting in at a combine with Jerry Rice, Jerry Rice, you see what I'm saying? If I'm there with Jerry Rice, there's no way you're not going to see how 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 he loves this game and how he has to be the best and how he wants to be the best. Jerry Rice work ethic is second and none. We used to see him um, at the Pro Bowl couple weeks after we win the Super Bowl, and he's already training again. He used to say, man, I'm already training again. I'm like, dude, <laughs> calm down. Relax. Yes. But but, but that, that's his mentality. I go back to seeing AB 11, you know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, coming to me at the draft, him and DK Metcalf and mm-hmm. telling me, Michael, y'all slipping on us. Y'all slipping. We're the best receivers in here. And then watch them go out and get they that did. stuff done. You yeah. know, and, and that's the kind that's of good. stuff that you pick up that you're not going to get anywhere else. And you see it here. I remember, Skip, man, Jarvis Landry. This dude ran the 40, pulled his hamstring, and they were trying to tell him, okay, stop running. You're you're hurt. He was like, no, 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 I want to go again. I want to go. I want to run some routes. They said, stop running. You're good. They asked me to go talk to him. I went and spoke to him. He said, hey, champ, um, man, I really appreciate it, man. I respect every bit, man. But I gotta compete out here. I turned around on TV and said, "I don't care what round y'all are talking. I'm gonna draft that dude right there." And and he became the heart and soul of the he Cleveland did. Browns he for did. the years he, he was there. I mm-hmm. wanna see if you got that in you, and I can see that on a football field. I just think that's important. That's mm-hmm. I, I love that process because I'm looking for those kinds of guys. All right, and what I love the most about what you
2: said, you did not get to participate. And you would have been one as, as a very high pick, first round, bona fide wide receiver who, who would say, well, I, I, I'm not worried about hurting my draft stock at the draft, at the combine. Right. I, I want to go compete. I'll improve my draft right. stock. Today, a lot of these right. kids say, I, I don't want to risk it, right? Right, right. And, no. and,
3: and, and what is it, what are you saying about your confidence in what you yeah. do? I'll really, I won't, I'll, I'll risk it. You know what? That's how Gil Brett got me. He got me like that. When he came to Miami, we were, I had already done my workout. And Gil told me later, he said, I did that on purpose. I was over playing basketball, and he came in the basketball gym. He wow. said, I know you already did your workout, but we would really like to see you do another workout. We got some people that did pretty good, the Sterling Sharps and the Tim Brown. Yeah. I said, who, who did you say? Who? I said, come on, let's go. I'm going to give you this let's extra go. workout. And I went and put the workout in and got drafted. He said he said, he used that to always talk about this is the competitor we need. He said, I knew you couldn't turn down that workout when I mentioned those other guys. I just want to see if the guys got that in.
2: Them. Hey, if you redrafted your draft, you would go much higher than you. I can't
3: even remember what pick you were. Do you remember which pick? Um, I was was 11th, 11th. Tim Brown went five, Tim Brown went five, Sterling Sharp went seven. Remember, I was a junior. So when when Green Bay called me, I told them, no, I wouldn't do well in that kind of cold, even Miami. So do not draft me. I know Tim
2: very well. I know Sterling very well. I'm taking Michael Irvin over both of them and as great as they both were. Thank you very much for that. All right. In a moment, Lil Wayne joins us to talk about what happened to him last night at the Laker game because it was not pretty. Here we go. No
4: mercy, no mercy. No mercy. No
2: mercy. No. back down. It's go time here in the studio. Nope. Jordan isn't here, neither is Brady, but, but Wayne is here. It's time for Wayne's World, as it is at this time every Friday, my favorite time of the week. And by the way, Wayne was at the Laker game last night, but as he tweeted, he had some issues with the arena staff. Would you please divulge exactly what happened?
4: um you know how you doing bro good good? good morning good, did you get man. any sleep at all i got i got some sleep yeah, yeah. actually i did we're good oh um, thank you yeah. um they were just doing their job um thank so you. when i got there uh when i got there we went to we tried to enter and one entrance of the court security was like no you guys go to another entrance so where we, were your seats they on were the court, on the right, floor. court yeah. side yeah okay right next to the scores scores table so okay. uh I think, no, right next to where Jack usually sits. Yeah. yeah. And um, so and it was they, you and some uh, of your bros? It was just me and my bros, yeah. yeah. And so when uh, the other entrance that he told us to go to, that entrance was, would, would be where behind their, behind the people that's already sitting down, and you have to tap them on the shoulder, ask them to get up, mm-hmm. so they have to move the chairs So I could, yeah. to get in, yeah. Okay. So we would Did you I explain just, that to them? i didn't want I saw that going when I saw that being explained to them mm-hmm. i I halted out hey, stop, let's go where they told us to oh, go okay. so we go back to the first entrance and it seemed okay and i so when I started walking toward the uh, walking on to the to my side, the guy was like uh, I, 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 I. And I ain't like, I was like, oh, my God, not the ah, 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 so when I looked at him, he was like, I told you guys to go to the other. Entrance. And I was like, wow, he looked, he looked right at me and said, he's like, I told you guys to go to the other entrance. And I was like, that's a little much. And I'm not about to say anything. So I just like, let's, let's just leave. Now, with that said, I didn't want to go to that game. I was I was asked to be at that game. Oh, yeah, it was to promote something. It was to promote the, the um, wardrobe I had on, and it was also in cohoops co- with the NBA. So whatever. With the so it was an NBA. Yeah, it was, I don't know if the NBA had to do with it, but it was the brand. Okay. And they asked me to be there. I don't know how they got those. You know, they I don't know how they worked to get those tickets or whatever. But I was asked to be there, and so I, that's why I was like, wow, you you know, I didn't expect the security guy to know that I'm there. I was asked to be there to promote something, but I just kind of, you know, I I would have rather a, a smoother, smoother entrance of okay, it. But you've
2: gone to many, many Laker games and not right. had that right. kind of issue with the
4: arena security. Right. No, we we we've never had that type of problem. Right, so how do you explain that came up last night? Uh, I can't explain it. I think we would have to interview the security. Yeah, because I don't I don't know why they would. Why, you know, I just, I did, first of all, like I said, I didn't, I couldn't, I couldn't deal with the, ah, ah, ah. I kind of felt like right. a kid, yeah, you know, uh, so. I know that feeling. Right. Yeah. What's right. up, Ronk? Okay? What's yeah, that, right. you know? Michael? Yeah. yeah, I'm
3: here, bro, bro, in. Bro, wait, 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 wait even hearing that disturbs me. And, and, and I'm with you, in there, just in case everybody don't grab. Well, like, I, 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 let's do, you know who this is. Let's stop playing. <laughs> let's, let's stop playing. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, excuse me. Excuse me. Little Wayne, you know we got we got. I just got to make sure the situation is right. We got to get there's a way. You you know what I mean? Especially as much as you come to the game, I I, I can't take that. I hate when you know when people do that. And and I understand. You, you said it right. You got a job to do. We understand you got a job to do. Mm-hmm. But they also know that you are there and you're dealing with it. You you you're a big fan. People are going to come up to you. You, you know you're trying yeah. to handle that. And their job also is to help you get to where you're going and, yeah. and be taken care of. I, yeah, I just wish they handled that better, man. That, that bothers me. That bothers me. And I hope it's not because of what you say on TV that they feel like, oh, we all got to jump that's in the and get on the way. No, I, I hope that's not the
4: case. <clears throat> I believe that when I tweeted that, obviously that was raw emotions, but there's truth. I mean, there's all fact behind my beliefs and behind that opinion. Um, I did believe that I, I felt like that, you know. There was like, a, there was something about the whole AD thing that was kind of like, you know what? We don't need this guy. And Just by the way, you said him it there. right here,
2: sitting in that chair. Yeah. This was early in the year. Yeah. You were to the point where you thought it was time to trade yeah. Anthony Davis. Yeah. Since then, you've said, well, and I've given you
4: credit. You you lit his fire. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. He balling out. Balling out. Balling out. Ballin out. Even in yeah. even in right. even when we take a L, he balling yeah. out, dropping like forty. All right. Could there be anything else operating under the surface? I've
2: been a critic of LeBron's. I say a lot of good things about him, but I say the truth about him.
4: I actually, Skip, think? no, I, no? Think of, I think of Brown would a, I think if Brian would have even caught a glimpse of something like that happening, I think Brian, you know, Brian, Brian Brian's his humility, his humility level is through the roof. Brian probably would have called the (laughs) timeout, anything just to make sure that didn't happen. I mean, he's a stand-up guy, and the things he do off the court for other people is
2: what gets me about this is because you are you they should escort you to your seat. Like, it should be their duty and job and responsibility to make sure you safely
4: and quickly
2: get to your seat and it was going just the other way.
4: You no, know, we didn't expect that. You know, I wasn't expecting that. They never do that. They, you know, they, don't, they don't escort you. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they do, but that wasn't one of the times. And so they, what they were saying was that I tried to enter the court and during the, during live play, and I had to wait for a timeout. Yeah. But that was never worded. To, that was never said okay. to me. You know, I, what was said to me was, ah, 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 That was, was said to me. It was not, hey, Wayne, we should wait for a timeout. If I was told that, then I probably would have, not probably, I would have waited, because we've done that plenty of times.
2: Did you know the security who said i,
4: I, I had you no, seen I didn't, him before i didn't know, I didn't know okay. no. all
2: right so how do you feel about returning
4: to a laker game oh i wouldn't i wouldn't mind i wouldn't okay. mind but it's whatever I, you know obviously uh, that didn't feel too good that didn't feel too good walking out of there and you know going there and being turned around that didn't feel too good so i'm not sure i'm not sure if i would another Laker game anytime soon but my son loves the team and he loves going to games so for him for his benefit I'd be right there front and center okay fair enough Right, you go to
3: that game man with your Mm -hmm. son yeah you go to that game with your son and I also can appreciate what you said about LeBron and understanding LeBron understands who he is and the 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 whole cultural side of it who you are and you know, and I see LeBron coming over saying hi to guys that right, yeah. right that sit right in the court. So, so I, I just appreciate that. And I appreciate him always coming over to do that. So yeah, I, I hate when I get that. Uh, 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 uh. Like, dude, <laughs> that's Lil Wayne. Let's stop playing. Let's treat it as such. You know, I, I know you got this little badge on right now, but don't you can't uh, 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 Lil Wayne. Let's stop doing that. You know what I'm saying? Man, you're right, man. That's just that's cool. That's that. But so don't good. let him get you, Wayne. You Added go with your son and create those generational blessings, yes. as, the God, as the Bible calls them. So once you do it with your son and take those pictures, your son will feel he needs to do it with his son and so on and so on and so on. Keep creating those moments.
2: Yeah. So Although his son loves Steph a
4: little more than he loves any Laker, right? uh, Yeah, he's a, whew, what? And that's why when CP, when CP went over there, it was like, oh, man. Because yeah. you and CP are like brothers. Yeah, so yeah. now him and Lil' Chris go to the same school. Oh. Yeah, it's awesome. Okay. And he was, he was actually rejected. To, he was um, told he couldn't be in that school. And... Savannah got him in there. Really? Savannah, oh, Savannah cool. James got him right. in there. Yeah. Well, there you go. I just, that's why I said that. So right. his humility okay. is amazing. All right, Savannah. wrap
2: it up with one quick right. thought on Lakers had the historic comeback against the Clippers the night before, struggle last night with the Wizards, pulled it out with a frantic finish overtime. How did you feel about how they came back to back last night?
4: I think that, you know, everybody keeps saying, you know, it was because it was against the team that it was against a nine win team or whatever, whatever. You've gotta remember that we on a tear right now, you know, and also that's an NBA team. Even though they just won nine games. You know, skip, you know, in any, any given night. Yep. Until the playoffs, it's any given night. And so that's how, that's how I looked at that. You can go out there and lose against the last team the last team in the in the league. That's just how it go. If it's, if it's yep. that night, it's that night. So yep. for me, to see them muster up, to see them muster up and still pull it off. It did you great. watch the rest of the game? Yeah, I did. On TV? Good. Oh, yeah. good I def- you. definitely watched oh. the rest of the game. All right. Yeah. Cool. All right. Enough
2: about that. We got to talk some NFL. We got to get Wayne on the record. Is it Caleb or Justin Fields? Mm-hmm. I don't know. JJ McCarthy. That's next. What? 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 <laughs> We've kicked this around all week, and now it's Lil Wayne's turn. Wayne, Justin Fields or Caleb Williams? Yeah.
4: Skip, Unk, I'm going with Justin Fields. I'm going with Justin Fields because of the experience, and rather we like the experience, rather we like the journey or whatever, whatever. Um, to this point, there's there's still tomorrow. I Meaning he still has turned the page and he's growing, he's progressing and i believe that Caleb is just I, it's just simple It's actually just simple Caleb just coming into the league mm. and you know when you just come into the league and you're a rookie and you make a you explode you make a splash that's rare we don't get that every year like we don't get CJ Stroud every no. year like that you know what i'm saying so i don't you know Caleb is a beast Caleb is a beast i don't believe in all those small stuff and all that and he's different and all, no Caleb is a beast Caleb is a beast. Is just well, that. Will he ultimately be a bigger beast than Justin yeah. is? I don't know about that. I don't. I'm not. I don't know how to look that far into the future. But what I do. What I. What I do know is that uh, I believe that his. I believe that his 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 road to success, obviously, will be a little sooner, uh, faster than Justin's is. Okay. So, right. but you'd stick right. with Justin. But I'm still sticking with Justin. Yeah.
3: Right. All right, go, Michael. But, but Luan, you get to remember now, we're we're talking a couple things here. You're talking on-field play, but also an opportunity, and you just said it yourself, that his ceiling is higher than Justin. And he will will come along and progress faster. Now, so I'm getting a little bit younger player that, that I get to reset the salary cap with. Mm. You know what I mean? Because now I'm back to a rookie contract mm-hmm. uh, with a talented quarterback I who, who understands it. the passing game, who understands the passing game with an ability to run and move. He's not the runner that Justin Fields At is. All. He's not that runner. But he can move. He throws off all these different angles. Yeah. And the one thing that I say is the reason you can't, pass on him Why? is because Patrick Mahomes, you see what Patrick Mahomes does. And all those arm angles this kid throws from and throws, that, that's Patrick Mahomes type stuff. You can't rob your city of the <laughs> next possible Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. You gotta take that.
4: No, I understand. Hey, he is special.
2: Yeah. He might only be six feet tall. He might be a little full of himself thanks to his <laughs> father. And Hollywood and yeah. Heisman and all that. Yeah. But listen, he is a special playmaker. He's got it,
4: whatever that it is. I don't think like he's full of it himself. I believe that he's just a confident young man. Yeah. And his his humility shows when he cries when after a loss. I wanted everybody to understand that yep. that wasn't for television. I went and checked myself. He, he cried after every loss he's ever had. Yeah, he cried after every loss. Yeah. I'll
2: buy that. I'll yeah. invest in yes. that. Yes, yeah.
4: yeah, and so that he—that's passion.
2: All right. Of the other quarterbacks, who do you like? If it's not Caleb, it's you. Got to you,
4: you? love LSU, so you, you got already, a Heisman winner. You win already it. know, yeah. it's it? You already know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that boy should be number one. Okay. Yeah. All right. And anybody else catch your eye of the Drake next? May? Drake May. Drake May. You believe? I believe. Oh yes, I believe we're gonna be talking, we're gonna be speaking Drake Mayname name for a minute, and then
2: even more than we ever spoke Mitchell Trubisky's name, right? More than that, yeah, in
4: a a better light too,
2: yeah. Yeah, I mean Trubisky had his moments in the league, you know, but but you think this is a star
4: on the rise? I believe he's gonna be a great NFL quarterback. Really? Yes. Ooh, that's a mouthful. (laughs) Yeah, and you watched him a lot (laughs) in Carolina. Dan Dan
3: Olsky's. Wayne, he's with you on that. I was telling the guys earlier. I always call okay. quarterbacks to help them help me evaluate quarterbacks. And he said Drake May. I'm telling you, man. He was like, this dude. Remind, he can do a C.J. Stroud type of things. He said, I mean, and Jordan Love, talented dude, very raw. He can do a lot of things, and and, and he's going to be a very good pro, a mm. very good pro. Josh Allen, I, I like him Josh too. Josh Allen.
4: Josh
2: Allen. Ooh. I I watched Drake May a lot. I I, I didn't see that. I I didn't see Future Star. I didn't see poise and feel for the game
4: like you see. I see see that game manager thing. I see that, and I see that, but at the highest level, Mm. yes. Okay, but you're still
2: sticking with Justin Fields if you're the Bears. Yeah. And you're going to let these Future Stars
4: go down the line. Man, y'all got to have confidence in somebody, man. Okay. Have confidence in a young man and watch what happens. You know, he, that you, you instill confidence. He instill, you, you give him confidence to put in, him, um, in himself. himself. self-belief is, is unstoppable. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you're saying, you're seeing Jay, Caleb and Jaden
2: and Drake
4: are all going to be stars in the league. Yeah. I actually think, I think so. I think we got a great draft. Okay. For quarterbacks, a period though, because I right. believe Marvin Harrison Jr. is a a, a dog. Mm. Yeah. Right. All right. Brock Bowers. Brock ba- a
2: dog. Dog. A dog. Well, and then this right. draft is loaded. Yeah. And Michael's going to be there this weekend at <laughs> the <Eat> combine. <laughs> Okay, up next, by. we got to go back to the Lakers because we got to talk about them having lost seven straight games to the Denver Nuggets. Seven straight right, games. Man, seven gotta straight straight. Tomorrow night, you got to <laughs> deal with them at home. At home again. You got to win this
4: game. You got to. LeBron said we got to win this game. We just had to win the last game. We had to win Oh, my God. I got and I got Maggie, and they both got extra
2: All right, the Denver Nuggets have beaten LeBron and the Lakers seven straight times, including four straight in last year's conference finals. This season, the Lakers lost the opener, of course, at Denver, and they lost February the 8th here in L.A. Now tomorrow night, ABC, 8.30 Eastern. Nuggets are back in L.A., Mr. Wayne, how important is
4: it for the Lakers to win this game? You're sleeping. Oh, my bad. You're sleeping on the Nuggets. I was tired of hearing you talk. I'm tired of hearing you do this. That's all. I got too tired of hearing you do this. (laughs) <laughs> what was your question? <laughs> How important is it for you to finally that, break this spell? It's not, I heard, it's not that important, Skip. Okay. It actually isn't that important. Okay, they
2: it? are standing in your way once again if you're going to get I,
4: to the promised land. they're standing landing. in our way until, unless we've got to face them right. in the playoffs. Okay. That's standing in our way. Okay. Yes. All right. So, so you you, don't, think, you don't
3: think they need it psychologically
2: I to try to get in a game in?
4: Nah, I don't believe in all that when you have a king.
2: When you have a king, that's yes. interesting you blame that up. So, Michael, real quick on that. So, in the right. last five close games that Denver and the Lakers have played, that's four in the conference finals last year and the one on February the 8th here in LA. Mm-hmm. In the fourth quarters of those five games, yeah. LeBron is now nine of I knew 31. He was, I knew he was nine of 31. This. That's 29%. And he's one of 11 from three. That's 9%. It's time for LeBron to rise and shine and be the king when he's playing the defending champions in a game on national TV tomorrow night on ABC here in L.A. I want to see him take over one fourth quarter against the Denver Nuggets because I'm starting to wonder if he's capable.
4: He's the king. <laughs> well, is he still the king? He used to be the king. So he used to be as in last game?
2: Yeah, last. Well, he wasn't really the king last night because he ran out of gas. This guy. He did. Well, he ran out of gas. He had to take himself out of the game with three minutes left. Came back with one minute left and got blocked the way I've never seen him get blocked before by by Bagley. Just made him eat it. Really? Come on. Yeah, well, You're still Skip, bullish, right? Are you serious? Can, can this team beat the Denver Nuggets in the conference finals?
4: Yes, they can. Well, they had them all
2: four times yes, last year. Yes, they can. Skip, right? They
4: can beat the Denver Nuggets okay. in the conference finals. Okay. Yes, they can. And they can beat the Denver Nuggets in this, this regular season game. Okay. Without the right. King plan. Without the king right. plan. Okay.
2: You're predicting tomorrow night Lakers win at home. They will win. Okay. You heard it here first and maybe last. And that's all for us. We're back <laughs> Monday at 930. Eastern, and I can't wait.